Matt Mosley show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas weekly appearance from Dave Aranda. And uh, Dave, uh, uh, going from that, got, finally got that first game under your belt, going into the second week. Um, how has how has everything gone in general? I mean, it's, uh, you know, the old saying goes, you improved so much from the first week, but you waited so long. Uh, how have the players responded? How banged up were they after uh, after that first game of the season? Um, no, I appreciate the question. You know, they're excited. I feel there's a um, there's been a really good momentum uh, starting on you know the following day on Sunday and um, Monday we had off. We had the majority of the guys up here at some point watching tape, um, and then Tuesday and Wednesday. We're really fast-paced. Tempo was really good. Effort was really good. Um, it wasn't a bunch of busts. There's, you know, there's some new things that are in, and and guys were um, were performing kind of um, uh, uh, effortlessly in terms of communication, in terms of being on the same page. The the mechanics of some of the new stuff was uh, was easier than than what I anticipated. And so I feel really good. I think the uh, there's a confidence and there is a, uh, I guess, a quiet confidence, but a, uh, a good a good feeling. So we'll see. We, today's important. We've got short yardage today. We've got uh, red zone and we've got goal line today. So it's another another big piece. Do you feel like um, you're getting cheated at all? Having uh, to, um, I mean, this is a this is known as a hostile environment. They'll. Uh, They'll burn a few couches on you in Morgantown. Um, how do you how do you kind of prepare for a road trip where there will basically be no fans in the stadium? I obviously we see the uh, the benefits to that. Do you are there any negatives to that in terms of hey you got to generate your own your own kind of uh, energy and all and all that type of thing? Yeah, I think that would be just the normal way that we would do it or what I would hope, what I would like to be, um, I would like for it to be solidified that that would be the normal way that we would do it. You know, so an example would be practice. I think there's, there's, there, you know, it could be 50-50. You look throughout our league, do people practice with music? Do they practice without music? Um, it might be a little bit more um Maybe it's more for music than than that fifty percent, but we've always not had it. And with the the thought that we're going to create our own um, our own energy, and we're going to create our own um, intensity and focus, and uh, create our own excitement. And so, you know, I go back to these, these last two days, and we've had that. I mean, there's been big plays, there's been emotion, there's been guys getting called out and guys rising up and all of it. So I think we just, you know, continue to um, be the best version of us and show up there and be us, you know, Saturday morning. So your, uh, your leadership council, they haven't tried to convince you to bring in music. Uh, the players do tend to enjoy music and practice. They haven't tried to change your mind on that rule. No, no. I, um, I, you know, there, we have some during um, during stretch, and then we've got some music uh, when guys are entering in the indoor. 
um, for the start of practice. Um, you know, as they're getting dressed, the indoor kind of is is uh, a meeting place. It's a locker room, and it's a, an indoor practice facility. And so, while it's going through some of those transitions, there's music going, and um, so that they'll you know we all enjoy it during that time, but. You know, it, there hasn't been any. I think they they kind of feel now the 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 energy that can be created just by practicing hard, being focused on on the job at hand, and you know, um, it's contagious once you start playing fast and make plays, and you know, everyone wants to get in get in on it, and uh, you know, like I said, we want to take that to Saturday for sure. Are you? Uh, do you find Fedora and Wickline uh, trying to turn on the classic rock? Um, you know, do you try to get in some Dave Matthews band, or do you, do the uh, do you kind of let the players run the music before practice? Uh, yeah, so before practice, that's actually it's a, that's a good question. So we will have um, there's one day where it will be a country day, and then the um, there'll be another. Um, which will be rap and players particularly fired up about that, that day. And then there's another that's kind of like, I would say old school rap. Um, so nineties rap um, and that, you know, ice cube and Tupac and that. And so, um, you know, coach Stewart gets pretty fired up about that one. And so uh, <laughs> we try to mix it up between, between that. And then, and then there's, then there's classic rock as well. And so those days will, um, we'll we'll mix in and so um it's good i mean there's there's players that uh you would not think would like uh the classic rock day that are into it man there's some air guitars going <laughs> and so um it's nice to be able to kind of have that mix yeah yeah i would uh i wish we could get some of that on social media uh it is uh, dave aranda on his weekly appearance matt mosley's show espn central texas dave can you shed light uh on the situation at offensive line, there was some hope. Obviously, uh, Xavier coming back from that uh, suspension, and then two more linemen that were not able to go um, in that game the other night. You were hoping to get them back. What is the uh, what's the latest on that? Looks really good. Yeah, it looks like um, we're we're planning on it, and so you know our practices to this point, like I say, have been have been. Um, full of attention to detail a lot of um, a lot of great communication a lot of cohesiveness and, you know it's never i mean that's always going to be important but it's not much more important than than um the offensive line um is asking and so i think like for us to have some consistency there and to have the same same um, group of five kind of working together and seeing the same thing communicating the same thing i think is important so, so far, so good. All right. And I would imagine Moe's and some of those other guys you uh, had in there, Phillips, that will come in handy later in the season with uh, some of those uh, players getting uh, extended time. Let me ask you about a couple of players. Um, what did you see? And the reason I bring him up is because Tyquan Thornton is uh, thought of as one of the great receivers in the conference. I'm wondering what you saw from him uh, in that first game. And, and what you need to see from Taekwon. I thought there's positive things with him. I thought, you know, there's some plays that were changed at the line, and um, he's there taking a leadership role. 
you know, communicating, getting, getting stuff lined up and being where he needs to be. I, I think, you know, there's, um, there's when, when, when balls and opportunities come his, come his way, you want to see him capitalize it and, um, capitalize on it. And I know that, you know, I certainly feel that way and, and no one more than Taekwon. And so I know that he is uh, very motivated for this one. And the, especially with the amount of pressure that we're expecting from West Virginia and the different looks and, and blitzes and stunts and, you know, the, the ability to get the ball out and get it into space. Um, I think that's kind of tailor made for what Taekwon Thornton can do. And so anticipating a, a a big day from him. The um, uh, I, I happened to see and uh, Charlie go into that tent briefly. It's amazing how quickly they put that tent up and then put it away. It was almost like a magic trick, and then suddenly he was uh, back on the sideline. That uh, looked like they put a little wrap on it. The quad bruise, I believe, is what you you uh, referred to it at, after the game. Any has uh, it held him back at all? Or I mean, it looked like he wasn't really bothered by it at all when he came back in the game. Any. Have you had to limit him at all this week, or is he is he full go? He's full go, yeah. So no uh, no limitation. Okay, good. Charlie is uh, ready to roll. Talking to Dave Aranda, coach of the Baylor Bears, on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN um, Central Texas. Now this West Virginia team have a Texas product at quarterback uh, Jarrett Dagey, um, and you know one of the things they've been able to do early in this season is run the ball a little bit. I, as I recall last year, David, I'm sure you've seen the film, um, off the O-line sort of got manhandled a little bit by this uh, West Virginia uh, defensive line. Did you look back and take a peek at that? And, and what, do you, uh, what, what do you see from, uh, from this West Virginia team so far as you've uh, prepared for it? No, I did. I watched. I watched that game a couple times. You know, I think it. Um, there are some similarities in that game to our first game. You know, just this past week. Um, and so, in speaking in speaking to that, you know, the the Kansas game. Um, there, there's uh, some odd front structure that Kansas uh, presented. We looked at. We ID uh, a Mike backer to the left and lo and behold they blitz somebody from the right and um next series we id somebody to the right and then they they blitz a guy off the edge to the left and so there was a there you know especially early in the game there was a fair amount of that and um credit to to joe and to uh larry and and um charlie and them you know we we got it corrected but that happened um uh, a fair amount in last year's West Virginia game. The very, the very first play is an example. I think um, when we line up and it's an odd front and we slide it to one way and pressure comes the opposite. And that continued on again for about the, the first three quarters. And, you know, I think one of them, uh, their game defensively is the amount of linebacker pressure they can bring and stunts and picks and, um, you know, linebackers slash nickel rushes, but they combine that with a really good nose guard that's difficult to block one on one. And so, when you defend an odd an off front structure like this, and hey, these guys are coming or these guys are coming, you've got to be right with your mic ID. And so you've got to be all 
you know, um, there's three down linemen. So we, our five will have those three, but then it's, where is the fourth rusher coming from? Yeah, that's the whole reason for the three-man structure. And so the offense has to figure that out. Um, and there's certain tells and there's certain formations that can stretch certain people certain ways and, and give you a, a, a tip or a clue as to uh, what, what, you know, what it, what's going to end up being. Uh, but you want to be right because, um, you know, if you're wrong and something comes the other way, then it's a, it's a walk-in. And, you know, a way that um, to not play that game of trying to ID where is, where is it coming from. They're trying to not tell us. We're trying to find out. A way to not play that game is to say, you know what, we're just going to play 5-0. Five, five we're just going to center, take the nose, tackles, take the ends. Mm-hmm. Two, two guards, you take the linebackers. Running back, you take, you take the, you know, the fourth guy either way. And um, some people have tried to do that. And the danger with that is that now the center is one-on-one versus probably their best player. And so that's their game, and they 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 play that game pretty good. And so um, you know we we know that uh, uh, pretty fully. And so I I uh, I feel good about our playing, kind of where we're going. Tony Field is that linebacker that seems to have make it, made an immediate impact, a transfer from Arizona, and I, I'm, I'm sure he's one of those guys you're talking about that uh, you're going to ID. Isn't it interesting over the years, all these teams you play certain positions stand out year after year and with West Virginia to your point on the D-line Dave it's like there's always a guy in the 40s in my mind I see a guy number 40 lines up over center and blows things up and uh, whether it's Dana coaching them or whoever it, it, it is interesting how programs sort of pass those things down that's not a bad thing to build around it's true I think your ability to uh, recruit um, is um, directly tied to the product that's on the field and that's being watched, you know, on Saturdays. And so I think when you have success at, at, a, at a certain position or at a, a certain side of the ball, I mean, there's going to be um, the younger generation that's going to be looking at it and see, you know, I can be that, I can do that, you know, I'm next, you know, save a spot for me. And so, you know, it, it um, it uh, uh, certainly is. Um, it certainly is something that I've, I've noticed as well with West Virginia, and I've always loved their defensive style and how fast they play. And you know, I've got a lot of respect for them. Talking to Dave Aranda, his weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, I started to bring it up earlier, uh, Daigie, that quarterback, uh, and then there their running game uh, in terms of what you guys will need to do on the defensive side of the ball. What have you seen from them? They, they don't so far, it doesn't seem like they've got sort of any breakout uh, wide receivers, but you never know when that could change. Uh, But the, but the running game has been impressive and it does seem like Daigie, obviously we remember his brother, um, the Daigies know how to sling it around a little bit. Yeah, he he is a tough quarterback. You know, he's got great instincts. Um, I think he's a football player first and a quarterback second. And so I think, you know, you always want guys that are built that way at quarterback. Uh, We have one on our team right now. Um, uh, I had one on our team last year at LSU that was built that way. And so I think, you know, those – those guys that are built football player first and quarterback second just bring a toughness 
and the um, a football intelligence that uh, can really separate you. And I feel like he has this this quality. Um, I think their running back is one of the be- is um, one of the the better running backs we're going to play. Um, I think as this le- as um, as West Virginia continues to play games, um, I think he's going to continue to assert himself. I think you know they they are a stretch run team, which you know. We've only played, as you know, just one game, but it feels like we've played more because we've prepared for however many. And and um, the majority of the people that we prepared for were all inside zone teams and um, kind of that more of a downhill run team. And these guys are sideways. And so those old linemen kind of open up and run to the sideline and they'll hook edges. And this is a back that can take the sideline and go and he can stick his foot in the ground and get vertical and cut you pretty, uh, pretty quick. And so, you know, that is, that's different. Um, and so uh, our ability to, to defend the stretch, set edges, get knocked back up front, linebackers build stack, D linemen fall back if needed, um, is going to be a, a critical piece. Dave, that has to be rewarding for a coach, I would think, when um... – you had talked a lot about what Jalen Petrie, your vision for him as a player. You know, I don't know that as observers and media, we have seen Petrie on the field and he's made plays, but never really got to see him, you know, for like an extended amount of time. It's got to be great for your defensive coaches and you to see like a vision for a guy. And then first game out, I mean, he's sort of a, I mean, I I don't know. I don't want to overstate it, but it, there were sort of game wrecking moments from Jalen Petrie that that has to be a, a good feeling for you guys when you when you sort of think okay we think this is what he's going to be and then he goes out there and backs you up. A big big fan of Jalen. You know what he did on Saturday night was what he's shown um, since I've been here. You know so the the practices the scrimmages, at, you know going into last week. Um, when we had our competition Tuesday, we showed a clip of Jalen um, in a scrimmage, um, uh, you know, a couple of weeks prior and just, and it was an effort play. I think he blitzed off the edge. Like he did quite a bit Saturday night and uh, offensively we threw a bubble screen. So he, he's blitzing, he times it up. Great. Just like he, like, like he uh, put on tape Saturday, sticks his foot in the ground, redirects, uh, an edge is set on the bubble and he, he makes the tackle. So, the, you know, within the however many, three, four seconds, he's running, you know, 40 yards or whatever it is. And, and it's just a blur. And uh, we basically had that happen again, you know, uh, Saturday night. And so we showed that as well uh, when we got back, you know, this past, you know, this week. And so he's going to continue to make plays. I think um, he's a lifeblood there on defense and team wise. You know, when he talks, people listen, he's a guy that's going to do everything right. Um, you know, do things the right way. So I'm, I'm glad he's on our side. I, I those guys seem to look almost faster in single digits. I don't know if that mm-hmm. makes any sense, but sometimes, sometimes they uh, do. Last thing I had for you, do you, um, do you relive the, uh, I guess it was a nightmare, but you brought it up the other day. So uh, the Neil Brown, when he was at Troy, obviously had that huge win over LSU, and that led to negative things uh, at, at LSU. Do you go back and revisit, or is that a game that's so etched in your memory you don't really need the, the film of that one? 
Uh, it's probably both. I, I went back and watched it, you know, um, early in the week. And, uh, and we played them at, when I was at Wisconsin, we played uh, Troy as well. I, I, that might, is it 2015? It might have been uh, either 15 or 14. I think it was 15. So I watched that too. And, um, and so I think any time that, you, that you've crossed paths, I think it's important to watch. And you got to look back at the notes of that game, kind of walking off the field, and try to build it to capture what you're thinking. Um, sometimes the film doesn't capture that. You know, maybe they were maybe they were hiding their personnel. Maybe they were, you know, uh, attacking this weakness, or maybe they were, um, you know, um, uh, working to get signals or whatever it was. And so you you have to go through that and do your 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 due process with stuff and. Um, you know, it was tough to watch that that uh, the LSU Troy game for sure, but there's a lot of lessons in there, things that that uh, we can or we have applied that will help us get better. So, well, listen, Dave, um, if it gets a little quiet in Morgantown, know that at George's, uh, both locations, and Shorty's Pizza Shack, there'll be a ton of Baylor fans making noise. So, uh, you know, try to try to channel some of that all the way from Morgantown and. Uh, Best of luck to you guys on Saturday. Appreciate that. Thank you. There he goes. Dave Aranda, his weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas, NBA Finals reaction are next.